Hey, this is Danny from West Virginia. I just want to say that I'm so thankful that I signed up to do the group coaching after I read Compared to Who, a light bulb completely went off in my head and I knew that this was the help I had been searching for since I was a teenager. So I knew that I needed to know more and learn more to find freedom from my body image issues that had been been plaguing me and controlling my life for decades. I was completely enslaved by thoughts of self-obsession. I always was thinking of my size and I always, always was wanting to be thinner. And I could be sent into a period of deep depression if I didn't like the number on the scale or what I saw in the mirror. And even though I was a Christian and I knew Jesus as my savior, I was serving the idol of beauty, of self, of comparison, far more than I ever served Jesus. So through the group coaching, I've just learned and grown so much, and I've grown so much closer to the Lord, and I've completely traded my bondage over my nonstop quest for thinness, for beauty, for approval, and now I have freedom, I have peace, I have satisfaction, and I have the tools that I need to recover from this addiction. And on top of it, I've made some awesome friends along the way, women that share my struggle. This has been truly life-changing for me. And I am forever grateful. Hey, friend, Heather Creekmore here. I'm so glad you're listening to the Compared to Who show today. If Danny's testimony has plucked a heartstring today, can I encourage you to check out group coaching? I would love the chance to work with you. I am thinking that if you're like me, you've probably invested a ton of time and money and mental energy into changing your body image issues by changing your body. And friends, as someone who's been there, I know it does not work. These are issues of the heart. They are spiritual issues. And if you're a believer and follower of Jesus Christ, hey, I would love the opportunity to walk alongside you, to disciple you, to show you a new way to live and a new way to think about and see your body. If that sounds appealing to you, reach out to me. You can go to compare to who.me go to the coaching tab and you can grab 10 minutes on my calendar and I can tell you all about group coaching or just drop me an email, heather at compared to who.me. I'd love the chance to tell you more about this opportunity and to start walking the path to freedom with you. Well, today we are going to talk about comparing ourselves to the younger version of ourselves. So my friends that are in their teen years, okay, this probably isn't a temptation of yours, <laughs> at least not yet. So bear with me. But for all my friends over 30, there's going to be something in today's episode for you. I have a feeling. So today we're going to tackle this hot coaching tip. How do I stop comparing myself to the younger version of me? Put your seatbelt on because we're going to go there. I hope you enjoy it. Let's go. Let's go. 
Welcome to Compared to Who, the podcast to help you make peace with your body so you can savor God's rest and feel His love. If you're tired of fighting body image the world's way, Compared to Who is the show for you. You've likely heard lots of talk about loving your body, but my goal is different. Striving to fall in love with stretch marks and cellulite is a little silly to me. Instead, I want to encourage you and remind you with the truth of Scripture that you are seen, you are known, and you are loved no matter what your size or shape. Here, the pressure is off. If you're looking for real talk, biblical encouragement, and regular reminders that God loves you and you're not alone, you've come to the right place. I hope you enjoy today's show and hey, tell a friend about it. Hey, hey friends. Okay. How do I stop comparing myself to the younger version of myself? That's a mouthful, isn't it? But today I want to tackle this very important topic because this is something that a lot of us, especially if you're over 40 or over 50, we struggle. We see those pictures of us in our younger days and we think, if only I could just get back to looking like that. If only I could get that body again. If I could get that size again. Oh, look at that skin. Oh, if I could get that wrinkle-free skin again. And we get caught up in comparing who we are today to who we were at some point in the past. There's a couple thoughts I have around this, okay? And and it's interesting, right? Because when we talk about comparison, like I talk about in my book, The Burden of Better, I don't love the word comparison because it's not really a Bible word, at least not in the context we use it in. When we're talking about comparison, what we're most often talking about is covetousness, right? Where we are coveting another person's body, like, different attributes of their body. Maybe it's coveting another person's abs, right? Or we could be comparing other things too, their home or their car or their job or career success, whatever, right? But there's coveting, which is I'm looking at something you have and I want it. And then there's envy, which is a little bit broader in that it's kind of like, I kind of hate you for having the body I want. I kind of hate you for weighing what I've always wanted to weigh, those sorts of things, right? And both covetousness and envy are sins, right? And, and there's a cure for sin, so that's the good news, but they're sin. And so we do have to address them like sin. We have to call it what it is. It's sin. It's not okay for us to sit with covetousness and with envy. But the strange thing is we give ourselves this like weird amount of space and wiggle room when it's comparing ourselves to ourselves, right? Like, can you really be envying or coveting if it's just me that I'm coveting or envying? I mean, it's just this awkward, strange thing, right? Like, it's not really any of those things if I'm just looking at the old me and wanting that. Is it? Ah. <sighs> Friend, I kind of think it is. Now, follow me here, okay? Follow me here. It's, it's very nuanced. But when I look at a picture of myself from my 20s, and I say to myself, boy, I wish I still looked like that. What am I really saying when I say that? Well, part of it is I'm expressing a des- desire 
to go back to having bad body size. I'm expressing a displeasure with where I'm at now, right? And so when it comes right down to it, I kind of am acting as if that old me was a separate person. I am still comparing myself to her in a way that is not healthy. And so just right off the bat, friends, at some level, we do have to just confess that. Confess it as sin. God, I'm sorry for comparing. I'm sorry for comparing new me to old me and feeling like I've gotten gypped in the aging process or or maybe even just feeling like I need to obsess to try to get back to that old me. Whatever it looks like for you, I think just taking a moment to pause and say, God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't want to be caught up in envy or coveting, even if it's against an old version of myself. God, free me from that. And I know he's going to be faithful to forgive you and to help you turn away from that habit. Okay, but let's go even beyond that. Okay, that's kind of the sin problem, that aspect of this issue. But another aspect of this issue that we are quick to overlook is the fact that when we look back on our younger selves, and oftentimes this happens through pictures, and let me clarify, this could be pictures in reality, like it could be, I don't know, you have a photo book or your wedding album or pictures around your home of what you look like 20 years ago, but could also be pictures in our mind right? We have a picture in our head of what we think we used to look like, right? But either way, any of these pictures, oftentimes what we do with these pictures is we objectify ourselves. So to objectify someone is to see them as an object and to not see them body, soul, spirit, mind, the whole package, but to just see one aspect of them as if they were a statue or an inanimate object of some sort, right? And so what often happens is when I see pictures of the quote unquote old me, I just see a body. I don't remember that that girl, oh boy, does she have some issues, <laughs> Right? I selectively choose to not remember the emotions of that occasion. And instead, I just look at my body or a particular body part. Right? So, this is objectification. And it's a problem, my friend, because and I'll just I'll share my experience. So, I remember seeing pictures of myself real time right? And thinking that these pictures were bad. <laughs> okay. Like I remember when I got my wedding pictures, I was so afraid to get my wedding pictures. I was so, I worked so hard to make sure that I wouldn't feel fat on my wedding day, that I wouldn't look quote unquote fat in my wedding pictures. And I was paranoid to get these pictures back because this was the most important thing in my entire life. And if I didn't like my wedding pictures, what was I going to do? And I remember seeing my wedding pictures the first time and thinking certain parts of me looked bigger than I wanted them to and not really liking those wedding pictures. And I remember my husband was like, what do you, you know, what do you think? Oh, I think they're great. I think they're wonderful pictures. What do you think of them? And I was like, eh, yeah, there's some that are okay. And he was just like, Heather, you never like yourself in pictures. That's a problem. (laughs) And I was like, it's not a problem. I'll just keep doing better until I like myself in pictures. 
but that day was never going to (laughs) come. Okay. And I look back on those wedding pictures now and I am astonished at what size I was um, and how there's no way anyone in their right mind could have thought that I looked fat in these pictures, right? There was that woman in those pictures had an eating disorder. <laughs> she did not eat enough. She had all kinds of issues that went with that, that she didn't know were part of the eating disorder, right? And it's, it could be easy for me to objectify her, to see those pictures now, almost 20 years later, and be like, oh, if only, if only I looked like that, if only I could just get that body again. But I have to be very careful to add that subtext of no, no, wait. That woman was a smaller size than I am. That woman did look younger and thinner than I do now. But that woman wasn't happy with the picture then. That woman was frustrated because she never felt like her body was good enough, even though she was starving herself and exercising twice a day. She was obsessed with her body. She was not free. And so objectification is an important thing for us to stop doing. If you're comparing yourself with your younger self and you're looking back on those pictures and objectifying yourself, friend, you just got to stop. You've got to do whatever you can do to remind yourself of what you were like in those younger days. You know, I, I work with a lot of clients now who are just like, well, if I could just do this, if I could just lose like another, you know, X number of pounds, you know, then I know that I would be okay. And then I wouldn't have to worry about this anymore. And I'm always like, okay, let's stop just a second there. Now, I know your history, you used to weigh X number of pounds less 10 years ago, 20 years ago. Were you able to stop obsessing then? Did you, was that a person that wasn't obsessed? Is there a magic number on the scale where you stop obsessing? And they always kind of chuckle. Well, well, no, I mean, I was really obsessed then too. So it's like, wait, then why do you believe getting back to that version of you will fix the obsession? It absolutely will not. In fact, the studies show, I just was reading this data last night in an amazing book called Wisdom of Your Body by uh, Hillary McBride. I'm only only halfway through, so I can't fully recommend it yet. But she talks about how the problem for women who start to get affirmation when they lose weight, the problem becomes that the more weight they lose, the more dependent on the affirmation they become. And it's even more difficult for them to feel comfortable and accepting in their own bodies because... They have learned through feedback from other people that their body wasn't good enough and that they are doing, quote unquote, good work to make their body better. And when that affirmation slows down, as it always does, right, because people kind of get over the way that we've changed, how difficult that becomes and how they can be even more obsessed over their body than they were when they started their journey. Ah. Friends, I'm telling you the truth when I tell you, even trying to go back to how you looked 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, it would not solve it. Okay. But here's another thing that we too often overlook. We are sold messages every single hour of every single day that tell us 
that our bodies shouldn't change. And friend, nothing could be further from the truth. And I was thinking about a relevant example of this as my daughter, she's 14 years old now, but when she started to go through puberty a couple years ago, her body changed. Now, I ask you, is that a normal thing? You're probably saying, yes, Heather, that's a normal thing. Is that a good thing? You're probably saying, yes, Heather, that's a good thing. I mean, it's just a natural thing. That's just what happens, right? Bodies change as they go through puberty. Guess what, my friend? Bodies also change as they hit 30. And bodies change after 40. And bodies change on the other side of puberty as we go into perimenopause and menopause. And bodies change as we age after that. Your body does not stop changing. And it's a ridiculous notion to think that we're going to hit, you hit 25 and you keep that body till you're 80. No, no one actually believes that. Everyone knows that 80-year-olds should look like 80-year-olds and 25-year-olds should look like 25-year-olds. And the only way to tell the difference between those two is to understand that bodies change. We know that. And yet, these messages come at us like, are you gaining weight at menopause? Oh, don't do that. That's awful. Fight that with everything you have. Use this program to fight, fight, fight. Your body doesn't have to change just because you're getting close to 50. Fight, fight, fight. But what would have happened if I took that approach with my teen daughter? Oh, darling, you're approaching puberty. Oh, your body doesn't have to change. Fight, fight, fight. Make sure you don't change shape. Make sure nothing about you changes. We're going to fight that. And that would be cruel, wouldn't it? We have to expect our bodies to change. (laughs) All of life. Babies don't look like teenagers. And teenagers don't look like 35-year-olds. And 40-year-olds don't look like 80-year-olds. Bodies change. And friend, so if you're wrestling with comparing the 50-year-old you to the 30-year-old you, congratulations, my friend. You're just doing what you're supposed to do. You're aging. Your life is continuing. And yes, that does show up on your body. Okay, now am I saying it's baddies, wrinkle creams, and you know, it's sinful to fight the signs of aging? I'm not saying that at all. But like I said in a previous episode, if you're fighting aging like your life depends on it, as if your value and worth and identity are going to evaporate because you're getting older, you are missing the point of life, my friend. The point of life is not to stay as young looking as you can until you die. Go out and live. Let it go. It's okay to look your age. Our bodies show our story. The lines on our faces show the things we've laughed about, the struggles we've cried over, right? Our bodies show what happened to us if you've had babies through pregnancy. (laughs) Maybe you were in an accident and your body tells the story of that trauma. 
to have a body that is ageless is not only unrealistic, it's impossible. So my encouragement to you, friend, today is is get more comfortable with aging. I just wrote a devotional on aging, okay? It's coming out next to spring, so spring of 23, brand new devotional coming out with Our Daily Bread on aging. It's, I hope, going to be a big encouragement to you. So we're going to be talking about aging more and more over the next year. But for today, if you're comparing new, older you to younger you, I just want you to start by recognizing that aging is okay. And that my final point for you today, my friend, if you find yourself getting stuck here a lot, stuck in constantly wanting to go back to the way you looked when you were 20 or 30, stuck in that place where you're constantly like, oh, I just need to get my body back to what it was. I want you to stop and dig in to what could be underneath all of that. Because chances are it's not the body that you're missing. Chances are it's something else, right? Is it that you're feeling lonely? Is it that you're missing community and friendships? Is it that you're struggling in a relationship and you think that maybe if you had that body, it would fix it? But friends, changing bodies doesn't fix relationships. Getting a better body won't make your marriage better. Real intimacy is about something much deeper than your, how your skin looks and how much flesh you have. What is it really that you're struggling with in aging? Is it changing? Is it the kids leaving home? Oh, that's a hard one for me. What is it that is really bothering you? And if you can identify what that is, I have a feeling that your tendency to want to compare you to the old you will start to fade as you can dig into what it is you really need right now, what it is you're really seeking, really searching for. So often it's that we want validation. We want to know that we are loved, that we are seen, that we are understood, And we think that if we change our bodies, those things will happen. At least people will see me, right? Because they'll notice me. I've been overlooked because I'm in this body that I don't like and it doesn't match the stereotypical body that our culture worships. If I could just change my body, people will see me again and then maybe they'll listen to me. It's all all the cries that Leah gives through Genesis 30 about Jacob. Maybe he'll see me. Maybe he'll hear me. Maybe he'll love me, right? We all have these same desires. I relate to Leah so much. But friends, these are the real desires and they don't come through body transformation. They come through digging into what's in our hearts. Why am I stuck? What do I really want? I just want to know I'm loved. And even if you don't feel like you're loved by anyone here on this earth, friend today, I would be remiss if I didn't tell you how much Jesus loves you. He really does. 
And one of the things I find over and over again as I work with clients is it's hard to believe that. It's easy to say it, it's easy to tell it to other people, but it's hard to believe it for ourselves. We want to earn it, we want to feel worthy of it. And those of us who struggle with body image issues feel like if we could just meet our body goals, then we would be worthy of it. It's, it's ridiculous to say out loud. I don't think any of us are conscious of it, but it's true. If I could just satisfy all these things on my checklist, then I would know I was worthy of God's love. And that's not the way it works. He's already called you worthy. He's already accepted you. He already loves you just as you are. And he's not disappointed that you're aging. He's not upset that you don't look like you did when you were 21 years old. Right? Quite frankly, friends, think about the woman you know who's 65 and trying to look 25. She doesn't look normal, does she? (laughs) She looks like she's struggling. Oh, friend, release it. Tell the Lord what you're wrestling today and allow his love to come in and fill you and remind you of your real purpose on this earth is not to look the best you can, but to serve him and his kingdom and to accomplish great things for his kingdom and to feel alive in his purpose. And friend, if all of that sounds like super impossible and you're like, I don't even know what that means, Heather, then I think you need to sign up for coaching. If you don't want to do group coaching, let's just grab a session. Because we can work through some of these issues where you may feel stuck. That's all for today's episode. I'm praying something today helped you stop comparing current you to the old you or the old pictures of you. And I'm praying that you'll be able to start living in new freedom in Christ. Thanks for listening today. Leave a review if this show touched you. Bye-bye. Before you go, if something from today's show blessed you, may I ask a huge favor? Leave a review on your favorite platform. Seeing your five-star reviews is a huge encouragement to me. Not sure how to do it? You can go to compare to who.me slash podcast, scroll to the bottom, and you'll find all the information. And while you're at compare to who.me, check out some of the more than 500 articles on there about body image, comparison, all the things you're thinking about. Plus, you can find out more about my books, or you can grab a time for a free 10-minute call to see if coaching is right for you. I'm so honored to be a part of your journey out of body image and comparison frustration. And I can't wait to hear how God is working to set you free. The Compare To Podcast is part of the Spark Media Network, now available on the Edify Podcast app. Grab the Edify app in your Google Play store or on the Apple Podcast app. You will be so glad you did. Hey, friend, would you check out the date on that episode you just listened to? Yeah, it's been a minute.
Listening to old podcasts is almost like reading my diary from several years ago. In some cases, it's even a little embarrassing. So instead of listening straight through season by season, can I encourage you to skip ahead? I release brand new episodes every Tuesday and Friday. And if you're not sure where to start, you can go to improvebodyimage.com, find the Start Here button, and I've got several episodes listed and categorized so you can find the topics that are of most interest to you. Your time is valuable, so skip straight to the good stuff. I'm glad you're here. Thanks for letting me be a part of your body image and food freedom journey. There's no better way to start your day than spending time in God's Word and in prayer. Don't know where to start? We have a free daily prayer podcast created to help you do just that. The Your Daily Prayer podcast delivers a thoughtful, devotional, and timely prayer to you seven days a week. Gain inspiration, faith, and encouragement with daily messages in 10 minutes or less. To start listening now, search Your Daily Prayer on your favorite podcast app or visit lifeaudio.com.